just like Tom and I reviewing the February 3rd episode, at 1997 episode of Monday Night Raw, we're back. <laughs> oh yeah, we are. Guys, we're going to get into it later at, when it's time for the main event, but a, a hilarious and colossal mistake has been made Yes, for the purposes of this show. But we'll get to that in due time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that in itself, I think is a pretty funny story. Yes. For several reasons. Uh, Brayden, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Oh yeah, well, should we we should introduce ourselves. I'm Brayden. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm Tom. Uh, otherwise known as professional wrestling person, Christian <laughs> Rose. Uh, <laughs> I'm otherwise known as Damien Deschain. And uh, welcome to the show. Uh, this is a different beginning than a lot of these because of how fucked the main event is today. But it's okay. I... I can't believe what's happening. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, this might be the episode where we've truly jumped the shark into just what are we even doing, like, as ourselves, as podcasters and entertainers. Mm -hmm. However, we chatted some, a little bit of business this afternoon, a rare actual phone call. Well, yeah, I figured it was one of those things where Mm -hmm. we gotta get this figured out quickly, Mm -hmm. and texting's not gonna be quick enough, so I was like, okay. Uh, however, everything's going to be fine because we have a lot to unpack. We got a lot to talk about, and as such, I think it's only fitting that we ring this bell. Oh, God, yeah. So, <laughs> did you actually call out go? I did. I was just trying to get my finger underneath the thing. Right. But I got it. So, there's this thing I'm drinking here. Now, this was left in my house by friend of the show, Bucky Collins. Mm-hmm. Some time ago, I might add, but I don't think that's going to affect anything. What 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 do you got there? So it's Destill Brewery from Normal, Illinois. Mm-hmm. That's where it's located. Hawaii Five Ale. Um, clever name. Blonde ale with I, yeah, that is clever. Blonde ale with pineapple, coconut, mango, peach, and guava. On paper, that sounds all right. Six point four percent alcohol. By Holy volume. shit. <laughs> Dude, if that's good, I'll have some of the... There's a couple of those, I think, in the fridge. Yeah, yeah, there was. If I that is good, man, I'd have a few of those. It'd be on my ass. Jesus. Okay, so I'm going to try this Yeah, now. by all means, go is. for it. I want to know. And? Have you that gone... That ain't bad. That ain't bad? All that ain't right. bad, but it's got more of a beer taste than I thought it would. Yeah. But I guess I shouldn't have... You because I mean, there's that. like four fruits. Ale. Yeah, there's four fruits listed in it, so you're probably expecting more of a fruit flavor. Yeah, yeah but it's it. it's an ale. Still. Yeah, I should have expected that, but yeah, that's good. Oh, dope. See, hmm. I'm I'm not that big on like the IPAs and shit. Like, I it's just not my thing. Hate IPAs. <laughs> yeah, which is why I said, "Oh, Bucky left this in the fridge. This is going to be bad." <laughs> Dude, him, him and Cole get some, like, crazy shit from the brewery that they work at and whatever. That they're, like, they're talking about, like, marshmallow-flavored beer and stuff. And I'm like, there's no way that's acceptable. Dude, I don't know. They're, they're brewery rules. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to try. Don't get me wrong. I'm, yeah. I'll try it, right? But you ever like, had the salty dog? No. Watermelon, dude. Watermelon beer. Why is, the, why, why is it called a salty dog? I don't know. You'd have to ask Cole. Okay. <laughs> You know what I think part of my problem with IPAs is, by the way? It is that high alcohol content. Like, I okay. I, I, I like to drink socially. 
Okay, I see what you're saying. So, like, for me, if I'm having just some good old-fashioned Miller Lights or something, sure, I can saw through 8, 10, 14 of those before I even start to think anything's up. Because they're yeah. 3% alcohol. If I'm drinking these IPAs, I'm going to instinctively try to drink them at the same speed. Yeah. I'm going to be on my ass. To be fair, I'll say this to further dive into my what I thought about this flavor-wise. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have more than one of these. Maybe two. Right. Just, you know, it's, I don't yeah. know. It's not something I would buy a whole pack and go through it. Like, no, you, you can't. Like, no, no. I wonder, wait, hold on. So, how many... I think much, it was. What's the percentage of alcohol in twisted teas? It's it's. I think it's about a five, about a five percent. I know if, uh, a couple of years ago I took some uh, PBR hard seltzers down south to see the family, and me and one of my brothers just sawed through like a, a tall boy of them, and then I was like, this thing is eight percent alcohol. I'm gonna be fucking ruined before lunch is over. <laughs> like yeah, it is five. Five yeah. I had, there was a night where I had 11 of those. Of, like, a 12 ounce can. Yeah, but still. Uh, The only reason I didn't have 12 is because my stepdad had one. There you go. (laughs) Stuff Um, like that, too, for me, like, I, I, twisted tea's all right. I like a good twisted tea, especially in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good summer drink. But man, I already miss Arnold Palmer's. Big time. Big time. I, I already miss them. But man, it just, even the ones that don't have sugar in them, that just have that sweet flavor, after a few of them, it just makes me not want more. You know what I mean? I was surprised I didn't throw up. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Um, because usually with that, like, that sugary yeah. bullshit, when I have so many of them, it, it does. It makes you queasy, dude. Big like, time. It's it's odd. Um, those which hard is why I'm Palmer's surprised. Though, for me, I think the perfect amount of those hard, Ar- the spiked, spiked Arnold Palmers, mm-hmm. on a real hot day, you give me two of the the big boys, mm. not just the tall boys, like mm. the silos. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, give yeah. me two of those. That's perfect. Anything past that, I start to get that like queasy. Uh, there's too much sweetness in my body right now. You yeah, know, whatever. But hot um, damn, man, I fucking miss summer so bad. Bucky's wedding. Yeah, I had a sixer of those. Yeah. And beer on top of that. Mm. It was a good night. Bucky's we, wedding was one of the few weddings I've ever actually enjoyed. It was so... And that the, was that such a good time. Went, that guy's phone going off <laughs> going in the middle off, of the service. Middle of the, <laughs> middle of the ceremony. This, this, this guy in front of us... Uh, so I'm sitting next to Bobby Houston. And mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So I'm... Sur- and it, there's wrestlers behind... I'm with my right. crowd, right? Yes. Like, these are all wrestlers... Besides, like, all the family and all that stuff. Right. But whatever. Um, oh, shit. I almost just shut down things. Mm. <laughs> um, and this guy in front of us, like, his phone goes off. But it's not just that. No. It's loud. But it's not, not just, just that. that. His phone, his, his ringtone is some... It starts a, with just, a like, a... rooster crowing. And then it's, like, a song. Like, a yeah. remix of the... With the, like, the cooing. What is it? What is it called? Crowing. Crowing. Yeah. I thought that's what crows did. No, crows call. Roosters crow. Okay. Doves coo. What, a, what, a, what does a macaw do? Talk. Okay, fair enough. And squawk. Mmm. Yeah. Mmm. Um, 
Welcome back to Bird Talks. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, like this this hilarious, and it was at like the perfect moment because it yeah. was like it, it was such a nice ceremony. And there's that split second of silence, and there's a term for that, and I can't remember what it is now. And this guy's phone just ur, 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 and starts playing some absurd song. Me, you, Bobby Houston, everybody is trying so hard not to just lose our shit. So this is what's the funniest part about that for me is Bobby Houston puts his head in his hands. Yeah. And then I'm like doing this, right? right, Like the Mm. the trying not to laugh face. And I look over and I see Bobby Houston with his head in his hands. So that breaks. Right. I broke That's even funnier than the actual thing. Yeah. And then he sees me laughing, which makes him laugh harder. And we're both, we're like all trying to like really not like make this a bigger situation than it already is. I'm actually glad that 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 was pretty reined in, honestly, because everything that we just talked about was in like the matter of a few seconds. And then everyone's kind of like, okay. It's you yeah. Know, it's it's wedding time. And then after <laughs> and then after uh, the wedding, we all got a bundle of of uh, sparklers. Yes. And there were so fucking many left over that we just decided to stick them all in the ground and light them off. It was so bright. <laughs> it couldn't have been brighter. Pregel was five feet away. At no point looked away. And, like, five minutes go by. After this has happened, we're all kind of calming down. Mm. We're like, holy shit, that was unbelievable. Yeah. That could have been a lot, like, really dangerous. Pregel's yeah. five feet away. He's, like, not, like, we're all up the hill. He's still down right. the hill. And then all of a sudden, he just turns back at us and goes, I don't know about you, but I can't see shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, <sighs> good times. Um, so I got a little story to tell the people. Uh, you, uh, Meg, all my, my close friends have gotten the... the Quick and condensed bullet point version of this, but I got to yes. tell this in detail to the people. All right, guys. Uh, so bear with me because I have to set the actual scene, so to speak. I've talked on the show recently about how I've got to get this new exhaust on my truck. There we go. Have it scheduled to be done um, Monday morning, eight o'clock. Got to be at the shop. So I get up, mm-hmm. uh, have my bag packed. The shop is walking distance from both my job and my gym. So really? I'm like, yeah. Well, it's the dealership across the highway from Lou's uh, Auto uh, Group or whatever. Gotcha. So, I mean, like, it's a couple hundred yards, but, I mean, it's walking distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, my plan is drop the truck off, walk to the gym, work out, go to work, open the restaurant. By that point, they will surely be done. I'll just drive my uh, truck for a day instead of my work car. Cool, easy. Get up, go to go to leave. Truck doesn't start. Nothing, no dome light, nothing. And I'm like, this thing is set here for two months. I haven't driven it. It's been cold. It's been hot. It's been cold. It's been hot. Fuck. God damn it. So now I'm like, okay, I have to jumpstart it. So for those of you who have not been to or seen my house, which is great, don't come here. Um, <laughs> so I have a carport at the front of my garage. Yeah. Fine. The truck is pulled into the carport, which means I can't get to it from the garage side because there's a fucking garage there. I can't get to it from the one side because there's a house there. I don't have jumper cables long enough to park behind the truck and reach from the battery on it to the battery on my car. Mm. So I have to drive my car in between my garage and my neighbor's house. Braden's here all the time, so he has a perfect frame of reference for it. This is not a big space. I don't think it's... I didn't think it was possible. But so, 
Yeah. Apparently. I, I, I didn't know if it was until I got to the point of no return. <laughs> oh, my God. So I get, my, I get in my work car. I drive through the alley to the backyard. I drive through my yard. I fold in the rearview mirrors. That's how tight of a fit this is, guys. I drive in between my garage and my neighbor's house. And here's the thing. I can only go so far because they're, the neighbor's um, central air unit is outside on that side as well. I get as far forward as I can. I get out, hook the cables up to the truck. It immediately starts. I'm like, okay, cool. But now let me rewind. I get the car as far forward as I need to. I cannot open the doors because there is so little space in between the buildings and the vehicle. So I go, okay, I'm going to have to go out through the window. So I pop the hood, go out the window onto now the windshield of my car, and I go to climb down the hood to get you know, to the ground, to the truck, whatever. As I'm going down the hood, I just hear click. I'm like, motherfucker. So the hood that I just unlatched, I just relatched by putting my fat ass onto it. <laughs> so I get off the car. I go all the way around my property on foot. I open the back hatch of the car. I crawl in through the back hatch, unhook the, unlatch the hood again, go out the back hatch, back around the garage and the yard and everything, unlatch the hood, hook up the cables. The truck immediately starts. So I'm like, okay, cool. So now the problem is... My car is in between these two buildings with the le- the back hatch open. So, truck is started. I unhook the cables. I shut the hoods. Everything's okay. I go back around. I go through the back hatch of the car, get into the driver's seat. Well, now guess what? You can't close that hatch from the inside mm. because it's not supposed to be a door for people to go through. Yeah. So, now I have to back out. I have no rearview mirrors because they are folded in, and I don't have my fucking backup camera because it's pointed to the fucking sky. <laughs> this was the most intense shit that I have ever done because my first thought is I don't want to damage the neighbor's house. Yeah. That's going to be a conversation I don't want to have. I don't want to damage my garage. I don't want to damage my car. So I'm like just inching my way out until I get into the backyard. Miraculously, didn't hit anything. Mm. Nothing. Immediately get out, shut the hatch, drive around front, park back on the street. This all happened because at this point, I'm worried that I'm going to be late for my fucking appointment at a mechanic, which, why the fuck I was worried about that, I don't know. These people don't operate on time ever. All of that shit that I just described happened in about 12 minutes. Jesus Christ. Because I was then at the shop by about 8.15. And I'm like, hey, sorry I'm late. And the guy's like, oh, I wouldn't have even noticed if you hadn't said anything. I'm like, motherfucker. (laughs) Like, it was the most intense fucking morning. And then I went to the gym and everything was fine. Uh, Getting a new battery, though, because that needs to be replaced. Uh, Yeah, just... Why didn't you put it in neutral? uh, You can't. You have to have... Because it's an automatic, you've got to have at least battery power to shift it out of park. It was it was dead. It was completely fucking dead. Believe me, I tried. I was like, maybe I can force this thing out of gear into neutral. No dice. Stupid. Yeah, I agree. I was like, fuck, man. Like, there should have been like an emergency release or something. But no. Anyways, uh, the best part about this whole ordeal, though, was the guy quoted me $1,500 for this uh, new system and repair. Mm. $850. Hell yeah. So I was like, good. That... Almost makes this entirely stressful morning worth it. But, <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I 
for some reason, the whole time I was flashing back to this obscure movie trivia, um, I saw a stunt in a movie called uh, End of Days one time where they had a helicopter go in between buildings in New York City, like vertically down and up. Mm. And they said it was one of the most insane helicopter stunts ever because there was only like five feet on either side of the blades from the buildings. And I'm like, that's crazy. Well, hey, man, I drove a Kia in between two buildings with about six or eight inches on either side. So fuck you, (laughs) helicopter pilot. Wow. Mm. I guess that's equivalent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I've always heard that driving a helicopter is like one of the hardest things in the world. Why don't they make it easier? I don't know. I can only assume that the technology's improved, but like the idea of being able to move um, in any direction, I think, is what makes it difficult. It's pretty easy to do in GTA V. You figure they should just be able to hook up a PS4 controller. It works the same way. Why not? I don't know. Like, I, I'm not even trying to be a shithead. <laughs> Why couldn't it be that easy? I don't know. And here's the because thing. Maybe, have, it, like, maybe it is easier now. directional but, control. Yeah. And, like, and I know that that's just a simulation. I'm, sure. ex- I'm not going to fly a real helicopter with a PS4 controller. Right. I'm just saying, theoretically, it should be as simple. Now, I yeah. know that that's a simpleton's response because I don't know anything about a helicopter. Yeah, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Yeah. Um, it just feels like it doesn't need to be hard. No, it doesn't need to be. Uh, outside of that, I've had a good couple of days. And speaking of a good couple of days, we should talk about this past weekend. We should. However, I want to go get first. further into that. So yeah. I just wanted to, this this thing today, just real quick. Sure. You sent this video, I think it was you, in, this, in our group chat earlier. Mm-hmm. Ten unbelievable wrestling coincidences. Yeah, I watched this earlier today. Yeah, Very I watched it on the way over here, and I just I wanted to say a few words. Sure. Um, because you know we always are preaching, don't judge a book by its cover. Right. You know, and you, and which we, we try to be respectful of of people and all this. And I've made a mistake. Um, Holy shit. We we make fun of Mike Adamley a lot and Oh yeah. I did not know that he had CTE induced dementia. Yeah. And I mean it's not really fair to make fun of him. Uh but life's not fair. I don't give a shit. That's just <laughs> fucking funny. I it's fucking funny. Holy shit. <laughs> Great swerve. Um Yeah, that was a very fun, interesting video. Uh, it was. It genuinely cool was shit. though. Yeah. Um the uh, I just thought of that the, joke the Logan Paul Seth Rollins same knee injury on the same day thing was really fucking weird. Yeah, um, interesting shit. Uh, have you before we get into this past weekend? Have you watched anything recently you'd like to talk about? I got a couple of things. I got some wrestling news and whatnot. Um, uh, not really. I don't think I have. Um, I tell you what, mm. I'm gonna start watching. Dreamwave on IWTV. Big time. Because whenever my step... I might do that tonight, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, because my stepbrother and I, when we do the Discord watching of wrestling... Yeah. He's gone to some Dreamwave shows with me before. Right. Like, he he's had that live experience before. Um, I... I mean, he hasn't seen most of the shows, mm-hmm. but I just think it'd be really fucking fun to just watch that version of Dreamwave together yeah. again, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah. I, 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 just... I got into a little bit of it earlier, because uh, there's so much of it that I've never rewatched mm-hmm. and that I don't remember. 
and Same everything. Here. Like um, they're up to 2015 and on is now available on IWTV as of this recording. I'm sure more shit's going to come later. Yeah. Uh, there's a few specific ones that I'm looking forward to when they get added to it. Um, there's one match. There, the the one match that I am looking forward to rewatching most, like mm-hmm. genuinely, is um, Danny Cannon, Ar Fox, oh, yeah. and and Rich Swan. Okay, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I, remember, I remember that match being fucking unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I do miss Danny Cannon, my dear friend Brandon. Yes, such a good dude. Uh, what? Such a good dude, so talented, uh, in the best way, an absolutely insane individual. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Like, I had some of the most fun I've ever had in my life in and out of a wrestling ring around that little fucker. Um, yeah, just good dude. Uh, hope he's well. I haven't talked to him for a couple of years. Last time I talked to him, he was, like, stationed in Italy with the armed forces. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, there's all kinds of shit that I'm excited to go back and watch. Um, so much of it that... Like, I, I'm the type of person that, like, I very rarely seek out my own matches because yeah. I nitpick them. And Mercilessly? It, yeah, and it makes me feel bad about, like, my own shit. So, for the sake of my own I, mental health, I have to, like, not watch my own stuff. I have that problem. Like, it, it's for me, it's one thing where it's like, okay, you should watch your own stuff to see what you can improve on. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I'm, and, and I do. Right. I, but I have that problem of... Fuck you, you should have done this, you uh-huh. should have fucked, you fuck you, you don't know what you're doing, you son of a bitch. I'm better about it now than I was back then. Back then I never rewatched my shit. Ever. Yeah. Um, I was rewatching some, uh, a tag match from 2015 just before you got here, and I'm like, this haircut is bad, Tom, you're fucking pale, uh, you look skinny fat, this is awful. And it just <laughs> made me feel really fucking bad. Um, well, no, in that case, you should, when it's that far removed, you could be like, look at how far I've come. Sure, that was seven years ago, you yeah. know, like, I'm a different person on every level at that point, but, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely fun to watch that, go back to it. Um, I got a couple of things that I watched uh, recently, uh, I'll, I'll get the non-wrestling one out of the way first, I got a 4K edition of Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. And I watched, I, I didn't finish it, but I watched basically all of it until like the last few minutes last night. Poltergeist is a movie that I didn't see when I was a kid because I think I was such a bitch that I knew it would scare me. So I didn't get into that movie until I was an adult. And then I was like, I wish I'd watched this when I was a kid. Um, somewhat controversial film. Was it directed by Toby Hooper? Was it actually directed by Steven Spielberg? It, yeah, it's... Okay. So the big, the big thing was there was a strike going yeah. on in Hollywood at the time. Steven Spielberg produced the movie, is listed as a producer. Toby Hooper, the guy who did the original Texas Chainsaw, I, rem- is I recognize on, that name. Yep, is on paper and in the credits as the director. Somebody was at the set and saw Spielberg, in essence, directing. And so then it leaked and was like, what the fuck's going on here? Uh, Toby Hooper basically got fucked over on this, and that's why he's not the he wasn't the successful director that he really truly should have been. Mm. Because... In essence, Spielberg kind of did direct the movie and was like, you have to do it in name because of this strike that's going on. So then when that got found out, Toby Hooper basically got shunned in Hollywood. It, it, it's bullshit. It's truly fucking bullshit. But, it um, just proves that there's politicking in everything. All Every of Every form of art. All of it. 
Um, having said that, Poltergeist fucking rules. Uh, this 4K render looks great. It's like still got that little bit of graininess you expect from like an 80s movie. Yeah. But it's like clear. The colors are good. Um, it has a okay. it has a st- uh, warning for uh, people with epilepsy that uh, suffer seizures on the disc. Because there's a couple scenes where the TV is flashing, in essence, like a strobe light. Yeah. And I, I was like, I went to put it in. I was like, that's weird. Because obviously it's on the packaging. It's on the back of the box. You know, like warning, flashing lights, whatever. But it's literally on the disc. Jesus. Uh, I was like, that's fucked. Um, I'm so glad that they have those, though. Sure. For A, most importantly, for people who can are susceptible to seizures like then of course we we want that to not happen right b i fucking hate strobe lights i want to know when they're coming yeah god i think they're it's so, so fucking annoying to me i i noticed it last night and i think it's i noticed it more so because i saw that warning on the disc and i yeah. even said something mega's like that's kind of intense like when, there's when only, i think there's only one or two scenes but it seems like it's 20 seconds but it feels like a minute and a half you know because it's just Pulsing at you. When, uh... I'm gonna be honest... Here's a revealing thing, mm. <laughs> a little bit. When we were being asked what our lighting situation was for Rocket Pro... Right. And y'all said strobe, I was like, I'll let them have it. I'll let them have <laughs> you it. You should have said I, something. We could have gone with anything. I just... It's just fucking annoying to me. I yeah. don't know why. I really, It really bothers me. But anyway. Uh, yeah, great movie. Great render. Absolutely love it. Glad I got it. Um... And then today, going to a wrestling-related thing that I watched, uh, there was a 30-ish minute episode of AEW Dark mm. that got uploaded. I was like, I got time. Uh, I really enjoyed it. They did a... Uh, my, my thing with Dark is... I know that they're trying to add some storylines to it, which you need. you got to have a reason to watch a show, even if it is for free on YouTube at your own disposal. There needs yeah. to be a reason for it. And that was good. Um, there were some really fun matches on it. The main event was fun. A lot of tags. Um, but there was also just a couple of squashes. And I'm like, one of these didn't even go like 15 seconds. And I was like, honestly, what then is the point? You know? Like, yeah. like Matt Menard and Angelo uh, uh, Parker or whatever crushed these two dudes in legit less than half a minute. And I'm like... I mean, sure, but, like, what, like, why are you even paying these other two guys? One of them, by the way, I had wrestled at one point a few years ago in Springfield. Hmm. And I was like, well, that's cool to see him, like, getting a shot, and then he's just killed immediately. And I was like, fuck, man, like, we could have had a squash that went three minutes instead of half of a minute. Like, I don't know. Um, But what I do like is I like that it gives people that aren't on TV all the time a chance to be in front of a crowd and, and quote, on TV. Yeah. Uh, Willow Nightingale is someone I wasn't, I, I had heard of, Yeah, but I wasn't super familiar with her until she got to AEW. Big fan. Mm. And normally, I hate that type of wrestler. Because she's the very over-the-top, happy, just like infectious fun type of character, right? Yeah. Not my thing. 99 out of 100 times not my thing. Like when Bailey, the original version of Bailey, right? Yeah. She had great matches, but I just didn't give a fuck about that character. Yeah. Will Nightingale kind of like does it, and I'm like, yeah, I like this. This is good. This and now, is fun. Now Bailey has a character that I like more, mm-hmm. and I care way less about her matches. 
Yeah, yeah, it's, it's weird. Kind of weird how we flipped that. Yeah. What no, if I we agree. could just get one of both of them at the same time? Yeah. Um. Oh, I got one more uh, wrestling news thing we can chat about, and then go into anything else you got. Uh, Carl Anderson confirmed to be on Wrestle Kingdom. Hmm. The first time ever that a WWE contracted wrestler will be on Wrestle Kingdom for New Japan. Because I believe he is still, I think, the never open weight champion. Amazing. So, that's kind of fucking cool. I like that stuff. No, And I, I like that that stuff is actually happening in the WWE now. It makes it feel like it's a place. It's more open. Yeah. Because they're independent contractors. It feels like a real place. Not like a set. Yeah. Well, you saw the the big news. Um, yeah, it's it's in January as well, but it's for Noah that Shinsuke is going to Japan and having a match with fucking Muda. Yeah. Like, cool. Good. Yeah. Like, that shit should happen more often, you know? Like, there's no reason it can't or shouldn't. Like, I, I've never liked the way that they've done the, you're an independent contractor, but we have complete control over everything that you yeah. do. Like, I, I don't care for that. <sighs> um, I don't have anything else to talk about as far as like undercard stuff, but we did. Um, we we haven't yet talked about this weekend. No, we got to. This is this this past weekend peak. was Dreamwave's Good as Gold Rumble show. Uh, it is available on IWTV. It did stream live, which was super fucking cool. Uh, it was great. Great day. Great, great show, great night. Like, um, Connor and I at, at several times said, I'm having a great time. <laughs> I you started uh, that. I didn't even start that. <laughs> I, I loved it because... So, like, we've talked a lot about Dreamwave on this show, and it's a really hard thing to describe the, the fun and the happiness and the joy that comes with it, but also the stress that comes with it. Because yeah, but it, for some reason... Once it's all said and done, mm. the stress was worth it. Mm. Like, I don't know. It's just I, I look back on Dreamwave stress fondly. Yeah, it's no, so, weird. so so do it's I. So weird. so do I. In in that moment though, goddamn, like it, yeah. it gets a little tense sometimes. Like, um, also big shout out and props to the crew, the, like the actual backstage crew that made it happen. Yeah. Got to see. Um, Robles for the first time in ages. That made me happy. Mm. Like, an actual live stream happening from that building is crazy to me. Hell yeah. You know. I love um, it. Our, our good friends uh, Gage and Kyle Fields on commentary. Yes. Crushed it. Absolutely, Absolutely crushed yes. it. Yes. Got to talk to the boss man about that. He loves it. Said they popped him several times. Thought they did a great job. I was like, cool. That's great. Uh, Bailey got to be on the show. You're on the show. Burn is on the show. Connor's on the show. Y'all Dakota's have a really baller ass tag match that we Gage's hot tag we got involved in, and it was so much fun. I I'm still over the moon about that tag match. That's Big one of time. my favorite matches I've had in ages. I'm so glad you guys were out there with it. I'm so glad you guys were involved. Like, uh, it it made me feel good that like, like obviously Gage like went and trained at Black and Brave. Yeah. But before that, he trained with Zawa and with me and with you and whatever else. Connor pointed out afterwards, I hadn't even thought about it, all three of the people in that match outside of me had actually trained under me. And I was like, fuck, I, you know. For me personally, and, that and was then, very cool. And Berna and I, uh, Devin was our ref. Mm -hmm. Everyone involved in that right. was 
Zawa trained. That made me feel very, very proud, especially because of how good it went. Like, yeah, uh, we get downstairs and uh, Hammerstone is a friend and and whatnot, and that's a guy that I respect so much. Yeah, and he just grabbed me. And was like, man, that was great, and like put that match over so big, and was just so complimentary towards it. And I was like, that ma- that means the world to me. That's a guy that like you want, not that you don't. You you want praise from people, obviously, right? Yeah. And you want positive reinforcement. But when somebody that's like that, at that level, that's a different type of... You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I completely... Yeah, I get I get what you're saying. Put over the whole thing. Absolutely loved it. Hunter. Uh, Hunter Holcraft. That was his seventh match. Like, he, he, he he's... Yeah. That kid, he's a natural just getting it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned that to Hammerstone during that conversation. It's like that's I think that kid's only had like six or seven matches, and his exact response was, "That's incredible." Yeah, you know, like just great stuff. Every, the whole show was very good. Um, I had so much fun in that rumble. Yeah, I had so much dumb fun in that rumble. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, we're in the corner kicking the shit out of Twelve Gauge. Yeah, it's just me, me, Connor, and Berna, mm. and. All of a sudden, Matt Nix comes over, and he's just back-raking all of us. <laughs> and at one point, I turn around, and I'm thinking, like, i got to cut him off soon, because I know that at some point, we're going to have a spot with Hunter coming up. Mm-hmm. But I don't know exactly when that is. I'm just kind of going by the going by the moment. Sure. So I go to throw a strike to cut him off, and he just goes, no, and gives me a <laughs> belly rake, which is hilarious. I, I had to, like, cover up, because just him going, no, <laughs> and not letting me... <laughs> Oh, it was so funny. I love it. I absolutely love it. And like, and then, like, we, we did this big thing where when Hunter came in, mm-hmm. we all bumped for him, and the crowd's going nuts, and yeah. I got hucked for ages for that German, yeah. and then I get eliminated, and the crowd's going nuts, and my first thought on the, when I was sitting there on the ground, my both feet touched, and the refs were uh-huh. like, you're out. My first thought was, that's exactly the reaction I wanted. Good. Fuck yeah, dude. It's just, it was so good. I had a good chat with the boss the day after. And yeah, he's he's high on the group. Like we TDC got a lot of traction online after, because of that show. Big time, big time, and that's that's awesome. I'm I'm very happy with it. Uh, I can't talk about it on the air, but I know some things that are happening in the future. It's going to be dope. Follow Dreamwave. Keep following. I can't Dreamwave. know how to not talk about the future. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, um, what is the quote? I can't not. I can't not know how to hear about the tables. It's got something. It. Chaw will correct us. Um. She's got that whole entire show committed to a hard memory. <laughs> yeah. I've only like started rewatching season two more recently. Mm-hmm. Like I think I saw it once, maybe twice, like two times through, and then like months went by, and like I'm on my fifth or so like yeah. rewatching of it now. I, I I wish I had watched it more like when it first came out. Sure, but God, it's just so good. Yeah, anyway, I'm excited. Okay. For that. I'm excited for that season three. Season three. In production. It's, it is confirmed and in production. I cannot wait. Just a second. Um, in other news, I'm going to just talk about some shit that I fucking like. Um, but over the past couple weeks, I had been working hard on uh, God of War 2018. Yes. Um, trying to get 100% completion on it. Right. Um, my plan was... That I um, got to the last mission and just and stopped mm-hmm. the main story. And I was like, all right, I'm doing all the side stuff now. 
Um, got that done. We're there. Started playing Ragnarok. And I have officially beaten the full story of God of War Ragnarok. Nice. It is a masterpiece. Hell yeah. In gameplay and storytelling and twists and turns and all that stuff is leagues above God of War 2018. And God of War 2018 is in my top five games I've ever played. Hell yeah. Um, so now I just gotta wait till uh, Sony adds New Game Plus, which is where you get to start the story over again, but with the gear you collected the first time. And then that playthrough is when I'm gonna 100% Ragnarok. Mm. Exciting things. Mm. I mm. fucking love God of War. Um, just to keep the, the entertainment talk going, I was going to pitch the, or ask you this uh, off the air, but we'll see now. Uh, I know you said you got to work Friday night. Hmm. Would you be down to go to the theater after you get off work? I work till nine. That's night. correct. If you don't want to, if you don't want to, that's he totally fine. All yeah, I'm I, saying, I, I'm down. Avatar Two is out. Ooh, there's a nine o'clock show, but you know there's going to be umpteen billion fucking previews and commercials and everything. Your job is only a few minutes away from the theater. I usually get out before nine ten anyway. Yeah, like if if you if you're up for I'm it, I'm up for it. I'm 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 committed we've to talked it right about now. It. Let's fucking do it. Friday night, three D. By the way, nine o'clock, three D. Let's fucking go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring. Gummies. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm. That, we talked about it ages ago on here. We were going to get fucked up and go see it in 3D. Yes. Um, I started Take listening four. to... No, I'm kidding. Oh, my God. I started listening to uh, another podcast that I enjoy listening to about movies, and they were doing a review of Avatar this week because of this new one coming out. Yes. And in the first few minutes, they literally said somewhere, I was like, I wish that all of my friends were listening to this with me because this is... They nailed the way that I feel about that first movie mm. perfectly, and then I'm, I haven't finished it yet, but probably spend the next two hours making fun of it relentlessly, which is totally fine. Um, that first Avatar movie only—I saw it in theaters. I saw it in the 3D th- setting. I was amazed the the look, the effects, all of it. Right? Yeah. Cool. Seeing it on a small screen takes away so much of the enjoyment of that movie. Because then at that point, it's kind of just another thing. Yeah. So that's it made me be like, oh man, I do want to see this new one, even though I'm not necessarily like invested in the characters or the story or anything, but like we've talked about those, those effects I, look amazing. I don't know any of the characters' names. You don't have to. And also they all look the same. That's a problem in my opinion. Like I can differentiate them enough. You can? I think in the main ones. Okay. Like all the like background ones. Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm I'm stoked. If if you're in, I'm in. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get unbelievably high. Let's watch this fucking thing in 3D and just enjoy these fucking visuals. Like also uh, one of the guys I can't wait to see the full whale shot. Yeah. I can't. That's. I love how the that that trailer. The number one thing that made me want to see that mm-hmm. movie was that shot of the whale, like in three D. Something specifically. That, something that got brought up too, where I'm like, you know what? Yeah, man, I agree. Is um, so James Cameron is a guy. He only does movies at this point that he deeply cares about. Yeah, and you can tell the difference. When you're watching a movie, if it's a director that is part of a studio system 
that is just being that is just doing what he's told in order to get paid, mm-hmm. um, or someone who has some control over what's happening and is actually invested in the pro- in the project, right? Like we've we've talk, we talk about Marvel movies a lot on here. Yeah, for the most part, they're good. Yeah, they're, there's even the ones that are bad aren't like offensive. They're just forgettable, right? Thor: The Dark World. Still have absolutely no memory of it. I've seen literal paper documentation that I've seen it. <laughs> I'm not lying. Thor two, maybe I don't know. Always maybe be not thoring. Like, but like those those movies are directed by different people, but they're part of the 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 MCU system. So a lot of them look very similar, and they have very similar beats and tones. Whatever they know, what works. They they are making money. Yeah. If you're an if and, you're and if, if you're. If, just to expand upon your point, even if they're doing, like we talked about this a little bit with our Black Adam review, mm. only available on our Patreon. Wow, Damn right, podcast W A W E D podcast. Um, we talked a little bit about this on the on that that uh, Black Adam review. Mm. Even though these are they're they're following a certain formula that's been done before, they yeah. still execute each thing well. Sure, and like you you can bitch about the following a formula thing for almost any genre of movie. Like I, I always talk about how like every sports movie ever is the same movie. Yeah, it, it's still effective. You know, mm-hmm. like the ones that fuck it up, you got to really fuck that up. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to fuck that story up. But like, um, the thing about these James Cameron movies and with Avatar and whatever else, you can tell that he genuinely fucking cares about the shit that he does because. Yeah. It's not. It doesn't look the same as some. Not. I'm not picking on Marvel movies. I'm just using them as an example. It doesn't look the same as everything else. Yeah. Like now, granted, it's taken. Dude, that first one came out in 2008. And it's taken 12 years to make this fucking sequel. He has not made a movie 09. since. I thought 09? it was Okay, well, maybe I thought it was 09. Either way, it's taken over a decade. Because James Cameron hasn't made a movie in between. Because I was like it. Took ten years for someone to beat the box office thing, and I know that Endgame was twenty nineteen. That's if I recall correctly. Right. Yeah, because we talked about that on here too about how like. Yeah, two thousand nine. Nine. Okay, I was off. Um, but I love like, how they both start with AV. Oh yeah, that's true. That's fun. Um. Also, I am going to say this. I like most of James Cameron's movies. Hmm. He I makes, don't know if I can name one other than Avatar that I know for sure. Um, I know I've seen. You, I've, you I'm have. I'm sure I've seen another. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a, a list of the ones I can rattle off the top of my head. And just think about, if for no other reason, success financially of these. Okay? Yeah. So we're going to go Avatar. Mm-hmm. We're going to go Titanic. Okay, yeah. yeah we're going to go did. Terminator 2. Okay. We're going to go Aliens. Mm. Uh, fucking, oh, God damn it. Wait, oh, The Abyss, which wasn't necessarily like the, a huge hit, but it was very fucking good. Um. Yeah, like the- you know what really bothers me, hmm. and I don't know why, but I think I well I do know why. You know what really bothers me hmm. when a different director directs the sequel. Yeah, it happens it all really the time. Fucking yeah. bothers me. I I don't. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Steven Spielberg has only ever directed one sequel, and it was The Lost World, the sequel to Jurassic Park. Hmm. But yeah, um, hang on, here we go. I'm looking up some more James Cameron shit. Uh, Avatar, Titanic, Terminator 2, Aliens. Um, he did another one of the Terminator movies. Yeah. 
Like it, pretty much all the shit that he's done is. I don't think I've massive seen hits. I, I've never seen a Terminator movie. The first one is very good. The second one is a fucking masterpiece. Okay. The second one is one of the best action movies of all time. Mm. Um, the thing that's fun about the first one is that Arnold is the the villain. He's the, the Terminator, and he's a godless killing machine. I love that. But because that movie was such a hit, and because he was then so... That's the movie that made him a star. So then in the second one, they do a face turn for ah. Arnold. But it, but, it, but it works. Yeah. And it's that... Bro, Terminator 2 is just one of those mindless... It's not mindless. It's actually very good. But like one of those action movies that you can just turn on and just be like, this just fucking rules. Okay. I also think that the uh, effects in it hold up, even for Hell something yeah. that came out in the early '90s, late '80s. Like liquid metal, like it's oh, yeah. fucking dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I've looks, seen, I've looks seen great. those effects. Um, YouTube channel I watch, Corridor Digital. Mm-hmm. React. They have a series called VFX Artists React to Great and Bad mm-hmm. VFX. They have like seventy parts of this series. They're, they might be in, in the '80s at this yeah. point. I love these fucking videos. They have, um, they have, a, like, one of the videos they made was like, can we recreate using modern VFX uh, techniques? Is it going to look better than the Terminator 2 right. um, T1000 yeah. effects or whatever? Just great videos. So I've seen those, I've, like, I'm aware of those effects, and yeah. they are good, like, for a movie of that age. I think that, like, a great director knows how to use effects and, like, is also aware of the limits of what the technology that they have available at the time is. Yeah. So, like, Jurassic Park is a landmark for special effects, right? Yeah. Spielberg was smart enough to know there's only a few times where I can get away with showing these dinosaurs in broad daylight moving, even with the effects that we have at that time. Yeah. So, like... One of those most famous scenes is the T-Rex attacking the Jeep or whatever. It's in the dark and it's in the rain. Directional lighting. Exactly. It's it's not like... Because the sunlight, not only if it was like night, but it was still lit up. Mm -hmm. Like it would... There would be so much lighting to simulate for that VFX. Directional lighting, so easy to simulate. Yeah. Blends in with the scene perfectly. And you you have a way to hide not just the CGI that they had. Because that's 93, 94. And but it's a gigantic fucking robot. It's a fucking puppet with a jet engine in it. Yeah. But you're able to cloud it in the darkness and the water and everything else. And that's to me, is the sign of a good director. The the rain making it able to add a shine. Mm-hmm. That, the rain as a reason to add a shine to the T-Rex yeah. is a brilliant way to marry it with the scene. Yeah. So and it's it, not just like... This has been pasted on top. Exactly. And it, it helps make it look like an animal. Yeah. It looks like an actual animal that's interacting with the environment that's around it. They have another video, Corridor Digital, <laughs> um, about why if the, the VFX in the Jurassic World movies are objectively better, mm-hmm. why is it less effective? Because I, it's objectively better and because they're not... Because You want my opinion on that? Because those movies are not directed as well. Okay. I, I think, okay, Spielberg perfected this all the way back with my favorite movie of all time, Jaws. Mm. He knows that if you have a, a a monster, so to speak, yeah, you can, especially now, we have limitless technology seemingly when it comes to effects. 
You, you, you anything that you yeah. want, we can make happen. And they're only getting better quickly. Absolutely. We're we're just talking about this one. We're going to go see that looks fucking baller as fuck. Yeah. But like Spielberg understood that like it's more effective to see the aftermath of one of these creatures or the effects of their strength and everything else rather than just some big glory shot of. Yeah. Uh, you know, the original opening of Jaws is supposed to be the shark coming out of the water like a fucking leviathan and swallowing a girl. They didn't have the technology in 75 to do that. So that's not what the opening is. The opening is way more effective because you don't see the shark. Mm. You see a woman getting dragged through the water screaming because she's being chewed to bits. And it's yeah much more rattling. But now, like with the Jurassic World movies, like you, you, what you were just talking about, they're just out in the fucking daylight. They're broadly lit and... It's to me that's why it's not as effective. Yeah. If I was to tie into a, if I was to tie into a wrestling theme, you know, we talk all the time about Roman works so well right now cuz he's not on TV all the time. Yeah. It's like they're like, "Oh, we can make these photo real now. That means mm-hmm. we should show them all the time." No. It doesn't. Yeah. It's it's not as it doesn't hit that nerve. Like in real life if you saw a person or uh, you, you know an animal or something that was approaching you even if you are frightened by this you can see them so you have you immediately have some sort of game plan forming in your mind right yeah in real life if you were just like in your house and you heard something fall over and you turn and look and there's nothing there a thousand times more unnerving a thousand not, times more frightening always yeah basically less is more I think that is the sentiment, isn't it? <laughs> um, sometimes too much less can be a bad thing. We will get to that in the main event. Oh, my God. So, um, wow. That was a that really was a, fun. Really, that yeah, was fun. That was a really good talk about yeah. movies that you usually would only get on the Patreon. WWBD podcast. We give you a sample. com slash podcast. We give you a taste here for free. You got to pay for the good shit. Well, I was trying to do a, like a good promotion there, and then you you really made it about yeah, pay us. <laughs> and I was trying to not do that. Sorry. <laughs> um, so should we should we get to this main event because this is a kind of a funny one? We're fifty minutes in. I feel like we're good. Yeah, we're we, good. We can we can. Um, um. So let me explain how we got to this point, and then I'm going to tell my perspective, or you tell your perspective first, and I'll tell mine. Okay. So. Uh, you know, we recently did the first episode of Nitro when the show moved to two hours. Yes. Uh, which was greeted with, I would say, a lukewarm at best response from us. Yeah. Like, it wasn't it wasn't bad enough to really fucking troll, and it wasn't good enough to really recommend. Yeah. Either way, it still was a loss that we had to watch a WCW show. So that, that is that correct. That still stands. Uh, so then I thought, well, let's do the first two-hour episode of Raw, which happened several months later, hmm. February 3rd of 97. So When you sent me that date last night, I think you sent it to me. Yeah. Because I asked. Or you didn't act, actually. Or I didn't ask. You just sent it to me. Mm-hmm. Which was funny because until then I was like, I had just not thought, oh my god, it's Monday. Right. We were recording tomorrow. Right. So you sent me that, I'm like... That seems familiar. I don't know why that seems familiar. That didn't like, cross even my then, mind. Yeah. it crossed my mind. Just a, like a second, I was like, that seems familiar. But anyway, <laughs> I moved on from it this morning. Yeah. I get up, and I'm like, I'm going to watch a little bit of this show before I have to go to work. Mm. Because I like to at least have 
40 minutes at the end of my shift where I just watch the show. Sure. Um, I get all my stuff done. Don't worry, John Menard. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'm watching the show, and it's like the whole thing seems familiar. And I get to a certain point where I'm like, all right, we've done this before. Absolutely. I paused it. I was 27 minutes in, and I called you. <laughs> that was my perspective right. on how I figured this out. Because then I looked, I looked through. I had to look. I went on the, the Apple Podcast app, and I was like, I have to look at this and make sure. I scrolled all the way through, and then I found it. Episode 44. Way back when. <laughs> um, so from my perspective, I usually watch the stuff that we're going to review on Sunday nights. Hmm. Uh, I'm usually home at a decent time. It's just an easy time for me to chill. And then we record usually on Tuesday nights. still fresh in my mind, you know, whatever. Yeah. I sit down Sunday night and I was just so tired. Like, it, like Dreamwave had exhausted me. Big time. The, you know, the show, the after party, and everything else. And then I'm at work the next day, bright and early. So I'm just like, by the time I come home Sunday evening, I'm fucking beat. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, I got to watch this. Uh, thankfully, it's not going to be super long. No problem. Get out a notepad. Everything's cool. Folks, I got to tell you, I have a full page of notes and then probably about a third of a second page of notes. And then I just wrote down, holy shit, we've done this before. <laughs> I, I got so far into this before realizing it, even though something felt familiar. Even Meg at one point was like, have you guys done this before? And I was Really? Like, yeah. And I was like, uh, nah. And then I know exactly what it was that triggered me to be like, we have done this. What was it? Taker promo with Ahmed Johnson. I was earlier than that when I, when I immediately, when I got it. If I had been in a better state of mind, as in like not exhausted... I was already getting into the cans, a little elevated. Yeah. If I had been just like sober and alert, yeah, I would have caught it immediately. You know what got me? That like what triggered it for me? Mm. Doug Furnace with the flu. Mm. That was yeah. I mean, as soon as that happened, I was like, "There's no way." No. <laughs> There's multiple shows where Doug Furnace has the flu. Yes, I do wish that I could have found my original notes on this, even though like. Because I, I insist on writing all my things down. Th- this house, by the time that like I finally kick the bucket, this house is going to look like John Doe's apartment in fucking seven. There's just going to be stacks of notebooks <laughs> filled with shit that nobody can decipher or understand. Um, What's in the fucking box? <laughs> anyway, um, so my first note on this show is, damn it, they're calling it Royal Rumble Raw again. <laughs> because I didn't, I didn't know that I, at this point I was unfamiliar with the fact that we'd done this before. Um, I, but I. Well, so long story short. Mm-hmm. So I call Tom this morning. Well, this afternoon actually. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. It was noon. Yeah. It was one or whatever. Mm-hmm. I called you, and I was like, "Hey, Tom." <laughs> So I'm watching this Raw episode, and he immediately starts laughing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, he knows something. I was like, we've done this before. It was episode 44. And we just decided 
uh, long story short, we decided to front load the the, the front half. Like, yeah. Like mega pack it. Yeah. And we'll go through and re-review it as a as a one to compare it and contrast it with the nitro two hours. Right. Easier. Sure. And B. I do actually have some new thoughts. <laughs> I do too, I, and I'm, I'm think, curious. One of them I think is a hot take, and it's right at the beginning, actually. It's kind of. Once um, I realized, okay, we've done this before, I was like, f- I, my attitude honestly was, fuck it. Because I was, again, the state that I've already described I yeah. was in. I was like, I can't commit to anything else. I, I don't have the energy to think. Yeah. Um, you didn't tell me. And I didn't tell you. <laughs> And Meg actually voxered me and was like, are you going to tell Braden about this or just let him figure it out on his own? I go, I think it's funnier if that happens. And then I shit you not, ten minutes later you called me. Really? It was amazing. <laughs> um, I, I just thought that was way funnier. Um, I love it. So the opening match on this card, though, Vader versus Austin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't remember this. I, I only remember being like, oh, wow. I'd never even thought about this match happening. Yeah. But then... I. So yeah. at this point, I still think this is fresh because I don't remember right. Vader versus Stone Cold. Ever. Also, you said episode forty-four. Yeah, bro, that was a long time ago. We're on one oh. We're this we're will be north of five yeah. of three episodes, but I yeah. think there's four, two, three or four Patreon episodes at yeah. this point. So we're up at one ten or so. Yeah. Um. So before this, they play the finish of the Royal Rumble where yes. Stone Cold with Shades of You gets yes. thrown off, uh, thrown over the top rope. Yes. But he gets back in the ring mm-hmm. and refs didn't catch it. Mm-hmm. And then he throws out Bret Hart, who mm-hmm. eliminated him before. Big tantrum, big tantrum. Actual good storytelling. They're building towards Mania 13 here. Yes. I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Um, so then it's Vader versus Stone Cold. Oh, sorry. Um, Stone Cold comes out to a theme that is better than the Disturbed theme, even though it is lesser than the iconic Stone Cold theme. Um, I don't think I even heard this theme. It's it's not. It's the glass shatters. Okay, and then it's the the guitar riff, but it's just not as spruced up as it would be once the Attitude Era really takes hold. Interesting. You know okay. when there's like the the um, dun 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 the the stuff in the background where like the guitar's going and yeah, it's going, okay. there's other glass yeah, shatters yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. None of that's there. It's okay. just that and mm-hmm. then the and it's better than the disturbed theme because disturbed makes bad music with lyrics that you can barely fucking hear. Tell me that's not disturbed in every song. Step up the limit inside you. No, I, I'm not. I will never. Dis, I will not defend. Step up and be the last one. I'm breaking the lemons inside you. It's bad. And their, their Sound of Silence cover is that theme rules. offensive to Simon and Garfield. Oh, that, that song's bad. Yeah, D- Disturbed as a whole is bad. That theme rules. Uh, no. <laughs> um, Horrible. Fucking. So Brett is out here immediately, which I like. I did too. I, I made a note of it. I actually did that. It's justified. That makes perfect fucking sense. Yeah. Like that's totally fucking okay. Uh, my next note just says Vader was at his best in Japan. <sighs> I'm so glad you said that because what I said was. I dislike Vader. I really do. He moves lazily, carries himself poorly. I don't get it, and I won't. He, like, 
this is the like okay some people fit in some places and and no nowhere else right? i don't want orton to go ever, anywhere else no, no of course not to no your fuck point. not to your point it, it, that would be terrible vader worked so well in japan a a distant second was actually wcw for him because they presented him as a fucking monster and then it, big matches he would lose whatever that's tried and true the fed was not the right place for him for yeah. for a litany of reasons like it just, yeah, this, Vader sucked in the Fed. It, it, like, yeah. his work wasn't good, he wasn't booked well, he wasn't presented well, like, the, it just wasn't good. Yeah. hate it. Um, Vader goes for the Vader bomb, he shoves the ref out of the way, who gets on the apron for some reason. Yeah, yeah, um, that was, this was weird. And then Stone Cold low blows him, mm-hmm. uh, which I was like, okay, sure. And then because keep in mind, Austin is Austin is actually the heel here, big time. which is always kind of weird to go back and see. Um, then the ref gets bumped. Then they go to commercial. Then the ref's fine when we come back. There was another ref, or there was another low blow before that. That the ref just didn't see somehow. Then Stone Cold stuns the ref. This match was thirty eight minutes long. Yeah, it was not great. Just Thursday Raw good. Thursday commercial. Oh, there's so many on this. Yeah, that I didn't like. I I don't remember what I remember from the first time that we watched this. Right? Yeah. I didn't remember any of these fucking ads for Thursday Raw Thursday, but boy howdy, are they fucking shoving it down our throats? Seek time. Um, my next note here yes. says Flash Funk versus Savio Vega. I'm going to want to like this match, but I'm probably not going to. There are more matches I've seen of Too Cold that I hated than I liked. And that upsets really? me because I like Too Cold Scorpio. Okay, okay. But I'm glad every you time I see there. a match of his, I'm like, what the fuck was that? Well, he, wait, we reviewed that one show where he had that match with Benoit that was real fucking good. One show! Well, of the ones that we reviewed. Um, my only note on this just says, uh, Savio sucked and Scorpio tried. Hmm. Not a fan of Savio Vega. I yeah. Anytime I see him, I'm just like, oh, I guess I'm not it's saying it's bored. I'm not saying it's Too Cold Scorpio's fault. Ever. No, yeah. I'm just saying of the matches I've seen. Of oh Cold man, Scorpio, we reviewed that one RVD so match. It was yeah. really bad. Yeah, that sucked. Like, what the fuck is going on? Um, there's a bunch of Vince and Jr. saying. We're not going to promise and not deliver. We're going to give it to you. Yeah. Which I remember from the first time viewing it. That too. was another thing that I was like, did they just do that a lot during w- this era? WCW must have done something at this exact time period. Or maybe they're talking about them in 93. Woody Allen versus Mia Farrow <laughs> never fucking happened. Oh, fuck. No, like, okay, I, they, they do that a lot on this episode. And it made me think of the... Uh, current debate anytime that like WWE or AEW take a shot at each other people get all fucking up in arms about it I'm like we, we've talked about it on the show it's always been there that has always been a facet of professional and wrestling and I think that the the diehard fans have always gotten upset about it the fact is they have the fucking internet now sure that's the only reason we see it and it's depressing <laughs> like it them just th- there had to have been something that happened on Nitro or a, a WCW pay-per-view where something got advertised, pushed, and promoted, and then it didn't fucking happen. Because I bet they, I bet there's six instances of this on this episode. Yeah, J- when Jr. said it, I was like, 
Okay. So he yeah. really wants this to be said multiple yeah. times. Gotcha. Do you want me to say that again? Because I've said it a shitload of times tonight. <laughs> no, okay. Yep. yep. I understand you, sir. Yes, sir. The WWE champion. <laughs> I literally wrote down a lot of digs at WCW about a bait and switch here. Um, I. There's one thing I liked about this match, and mm. that is the finish. Mm. Flash Funk goes for the moonsault. Mm. Savio moves and then just pins him. Yeah. Theoretically. Why not? That would make perfect sense. You're Absolutely. jumping super you, high. You cannot take a a greater fall than what you just took. And it was on your front. Yeah. Like, why I have not? no problem with that. Uh, I understand why you couldn't do that now. Every so often, but. not just, like, I mean, not specifically WWF, but, like, every so often you'll see something like that from wrestling, like, in the past where you're like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. Why don't we do that? What yeah. the fuck, man? Um, the problem is... That is so few and far between that I nary see a merit to the 90s. And I will <laughs> fucking die on that hill. I'm going to find a good one. Uh, then after this, we've got Sid. Nary Let's... see a merit. I've never said that before in my life. <laughs> but anyway, yes, moving on. Um, let, you, let's talk Sid Vicious for just a minute here. Sid Vicious, Psycho Sid, Sid Justice, whatever you want to call him. Let's talk Sid. You, you and I have talked before... Um, You've asked me this question, guilty pleasure wrestlers, and I've never really known how to word it, or, right. or who who mine would be. Mm-hmm. I think Sid might be one of them for me. That's a good fucking answer. Because like, I know when he's going to, when he gets, maybe he is what I, maybe I see in Sid what dullards, witless dullards who breathe out of their mouth see about Scott Steiner. I can see a similarity. They're both jacked up guys that scream shit that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, Sid... But but Sid, Sid actually great... still moves well, hits with impact. <laughs> Sid is a great guilty pleasure wrestler. I... He's such an interesting one to me because, like, obviously the look is a big factor. Yeah. M- motherfucker is tall Six, as nine. shit, tan... Built like fucking He-Man. Yeah. Like, if you're going to tell someone who is not a fan of pro wrestling, what does this guy look like, they're probably going to say a pro wrestler. You know what I mean? Like, just checks those boxes. Big time. A lot of people shit on his promos, and I'm like, if you kept him short and just let him scream, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Like, I'll take a Sid promo. He'll never live down those... Famous blunders. Oh fuck! No, no. live pal. You have right. half. I have half the brains that you do. Right. Like you'll never live those down. However, generally, yes, I agree with you. Shorter promos, I, I have no problem. And with them. Typically, I don't like that type of promo. Like the Road Warriors when they would just scream shit. Doesn't well, fucking work for me. The reason I like it with Sid is because he gets quiet too. Yeah, he really does. Like he has like, um. He has this 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 line at the end where he says, "I will be standing the ruler of the world." Yeah, of the world. Like he literally whispers it twice. Yeah. <laughs> like I like he's he has that intangible thing though, where you're just kind of like, I don't know if this guy actually knows what he's doing or not. I don't know. But he, he does have a line that I that I 
I like, though. He says, evil is just that, evil. And sometimes we mistake in it for happiness. I wish he said mistake it for happiness, but sure. he did say mistake in it for <laughs> happiness, which I thought was very funny. But I like the idea of sometimes we mistake evil for happiness. Right. Like, that's a neat kind of concept, especially I, when he's sure. talking about what the world title does to people. Right. Like, that's a cool thing. I agree. Um, we should review. He had two matches with Sean that were very good. Now, granted, that puts him in that you know exclusive club called everyone who worked with Sean. We should do one of those shows though, because it would be fun to do a a, a good Sid Vicious match, if for nothing else. Fair enough. Um, my next two notes I'm going to read, and uh, they are as follows. I feel like we've watched this bef- th- this for the show before. Looked it up. We have episode forty four. So it's this point in the show. I I, I I was later in then. I, I misjudged my time because I hadn't made my note yet. Um, and my I, next note says, God damn it, this is the one that Doug Furness has the flu. <laughs> uh, I'm struggling to read my own notes here about this tag match with Owen and the Bulldog against Furness and LaFawn. Uh, I have no notes on this match. Vince keeps calling Phil LaFawn Bill. No. And it, it was... I really? wrote it down. It was bothering me. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. But they do, by the way, reference All Japan, which I thought... Oh, that's... I didn't catch that. Uh, JR says, yeah, these guys were tag champions in All Japan Wrestling. And I was like, oh, shit. That's we, dope. We did that back then? All right. Cool. Um, and then my note says... Because at this point now, all of my notes are in the context of, I know we've seen this before. Uh-huh. My note is, oh yeah, that really dumb finish for no reason. Okay, thank you. Because I just wrote down, God, I hate Bulldog. What the fuck was this finish? They, they're they doing some... They were going to do, presumably, a tag move in which Owen whips Doug Furness, or whoever, uh-huh. in into Bulldog, and he was uh-huh. going to bandera him over That's the right, and he gets reversed, and he banderas what Owen out. What were you going to do? I don't know. Was the goal just to throw him over the top rope? Because at that point, just grab the How nape. could you, like, yeah, because, you know, you can win with that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I It's so weird. I didn't understand it at all. But God, then Owen, damn it, like, I hate he British hurt Bulldog. his knee, but he's the legal man. Mm-hmm. Bulldog hits the power slam. No one knows what's going on. He's the legal man. Earl Hebner counts really, really fast. Yeah. And then it's a count out. Didn't like it. Stupid. Uh, we got a quick clip of uh, Ahmed Johnson killing Farouk here, and then we got Ahmed's promo about how he's not on Prozac anymore. Yes, the direct this... quote is, I don't take my Prozac anymore, and when I'm off my Prozac, brother, I don't know what I'm going to do. This started the gears turning in my head, where I'm like, hang on. Okay, seems... I would have gotten it immediately at that. We, rose, we referenced the Prozac promo all the time. I know we do. So then, right about here is when I wrote down, holy shit, we've done this before. I think that was the moment of realization for me. Yeah. And then we get Crush versus Goldust in a match that is very, very bad. It's fucking awful. I wrote, I, I, I hate seeing guys that I know are good have bad matches. You said that plural. No, no, not in reference to this match. I was gonna say. No, 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 no. You said that plural. I was no, no, like, no, 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 not, not spe- this match. No, no, no. I'm not 
I'm not defending Crush. Don't don't put that hate on me. I just I just wanted to clarify for the people, right? And me mostly. I was like, you couldn't possibly have just meant that. No, what, what I mean gotcha. is, I we all know Dustin Rhodes is, is fucking amazing. amazing. Yeah, has wrestled in five decades and is still amazing. And is in my mind. In rings specifically, better now than he has been, which is insane. Absolutely. So, like, that's what I mean when I say it's depressing to see guys that I know that are good have yeah, bad yeah, matches. Yeah. And I understand, you know, this is a long time ago. He's in a different place, this, that, and the other. But, like, fuck me, man. This was awful. Um, Crush sucked. Crush was time. always bad. And they kept repackaging him time after time after time. And, like, it never just caught. Cut your losses, man. Um, I, I'm i going to read some of my notes here on this match that I, I sent to Cole and mm. uh, Jay Fowler. It's one of my favorite things to, whenever I have one of these moments, and I'll, I'll, I'll point it out once I get there, but sure. when I have one of these moments, I love sending them a picture of what my notes look like so that um, they can understand my frustrations. Uh, mostly because I like that Jay Fowler gets mad at me because of this, and I think <laughs> that Cole finds it funny. Um, so the notes that I sent to um, those fellows, friends of the show, um, I fucking hate this. This sucks and blows. Heart punch as a finish, insulting. 90s WWF fucking sucks. Um, and that's always, whenever I send my notes to Jay Fowler and um, Cole... The last note is always 90s WWF fucking sucks. So when I'm going to call that the fucking 90s hatred moment or whatever. That Whenever I have one of those moments where I'm like, fuck this decade, <laughs> I'm sending them to those two individuals. And Fowler tried to defend the heart punch. He's like, that's legit. I'm like, I know a massive blow to the chest could be legitimately sure. fatal, but it's fucking lame. And he's like, what if I use my ass instead? And I said, and I quote. Better finish. I said, and I quote, it would look better, looks more painful, and it's more believable in a pro wrestling sentence. Have you you, you, uh, had a match with Fowler? I'm not. He he keeps saying, when am I going to get to beat the fuck out of you? And I was like, please don't. Dude, you know what's in, like, I I will put, I'm going to put him and his ass over real quick. That flying ass thing, you think it's fucking stupid. Holy shit. No, it always looks fucking unbelievable. Because it fucking kills. Yeah. It's just like the chin. It kills. The chin kills. Yeah, it actually does. But you wouldn't know that because you haven't been hit with his ass yet. Uh. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does is a is is a recurring I think you should leave quote too. It's recurring. Yeah. The chin kills. Oh yeah, it does. Uh-huh. Yeah. That hurt your hand? Yeah, actually it, it, it does. does. Yeah. You're right. Love it. And I love it. Here's the thing. I don't know if uh, Rita down the street knows this, but I will mm. say this. The car sketch. Yeah. Right now, it's my favorite one. It's very it's good. It's so good. I can't believe that he doesn't know how to drive and he still got him in that and situation. How, yeah, exactly. Yes. How do you get to that point? Yes. <laughs> That's what makes it funny to me. Uh, hot dog car is still my favorite, but it's very closely followed by the... Um, Tables are his job thing. Mm. Or her job, I'm sorry. My number two, closely followed number mm. two, is Claire's. I that love one, it's so good, but it it's so dark. I love it, how dark it is. I know that that's I the love joke, the idea of, like, like, it almost makes me uncomfortable every time I watch it. The part where he where he's, like, 
He's looking directly into the camera mm-hmm. with these like soulless black eyes, and like the sclera of his eyes are so visible because of how dark his eyes are. Yeah. He's staring with this like this unbelievable grin, and he's like, "I fake laugh for ten minutes every day. Isn't that the saddest fucking thing you've ever heard?" It's so fucking dark, dude. You can't beat it. Dude. It's so good. I love it. Um, anyway, this match fucking sucked and yep. it was insulting. Let's anyway. not talk about it anymore. Uh, there's a quick promo for the new Blackjacks, an idea that was not good and fizzled yeah. out very quickly. Who were they again? I forgot. It already. was uh, <laughs> Barry Windham and uh, Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now, that now. Here's the thing. Bradshaw might have a record for the most successful person to be repackaged 40 fucking times. Because mm-hmm. holy shit, man. Holly shit is yeah. December. Hardcore Holly shit. Holiday shit. My name? So, this next segment... <laughs> uh, this Is this the Shawn Michaels promo? Yes, this is the Shawn Michaels um, uh, and Bret Hart yes. segment where he's getting interviewed by Vince McMahon. Which I love that during this, he's saying stuff about like... Sid, Sid's not playing with a full deck or whatever, mm-hmm. and Vince is just laughing right. while holding the mic in front. Yeah. He's like, he knows, yeah. but I love that he's just not even selling it as like, oh, I can't believe he's saying this. He's like, oh, yep, you're right. That's funny. Uh, the idea that the title brings out the horror in people and the evil in people, I was like, I kind of dig that as a concept. Yeah. Like, you could build a good story around that. And, and I like that Sid's promo was like, uh-huh. it, that's what it does. It brings right. out the evil in people. And Sean's like, if it brings out the evil in people, if being evil is what it takes to be WWF champion, I don't want to so be So be it. Or, uh, right, I don't, don't want to be good. Be, right, yeah. And I'm like, that's so good. I yeah. love that. Um, And then, I, I actually, so this was, so, it's in retrospect, this mm-hmm. segment is weird. Just because it's Vince doing the interviewing and all mm. that stuff, it's it, that that's what makes this weird to me. Yeah, but like if you just view it in the lens of Vince did the interviewing back then, right? This is a good segment. This I thought so too. Segment. I thought so too. Because um, then Brett's out. We're doing some banter back and forth. Mm-hmm. All right, and we're in Canada, so we have the the clear favoritism, home field advantage. You know, whatever, blah blah blah. Big time. Um, I made a note. It's later this year is the screw job. Yeah, so we're we're not that far from arguably the biggest thing that happened in wrestling, mm-hmm. and that to me is fascinating. Also, I like that Brett is still feuding with Austin, but he's still also going after the title and Sean. Like that's something that I wish would happen tricky. more often. Yeah. Because I I like it when multiple storylines overlap. Mm-hmm. When it's like, yeah, I fucking hate you, Austin. I can't wait to beat the shit out of you. But yes, I won that Royal Rumble fair and square. Right. Like that should be my. I should be coming for that. You know what makes it work here, though, in my opinion, is that these are all top stars. Okay. Yeah. Brett, Austin, Sean, uh, sit like these are all the top of the roster. Because, like, right now on, on Raw, there's stuff going on with, like, it's Austin Theory, Ziggler, and then, to you know, Ali. It's not these guys are bad or whatever, but it's like, those aren't top guys. Like, I'm sorry, Ziggler, Ziggler is yeah. so good, but he he will never be viewed as a top guy, by me at least, ever again. 
I can't come back from the many times that he's been just thrown under the bus. Yeah. Um, I want Ali to be a top guy. He's a friend. He's he's amazingly talented. They're not making him a top guy. Yeah. You know, and it's that's why to me it doesn't work. Like if you got like a fucking I don't think it doesn't work though. It doesn't work for me, I guess is what I should say. I mean, that's fair. I, I, like, to each their own opinion, but, like, for me, because they're all... is This this is for the United States Championship, mm-hmm. correct? I like that. I like multiple people wanting wanting the same tri- prize. When it's so much of, oh, there's one guy gunning for this belt, and then there's one guy gunning for this belt, yeah, and then that's there's true. one guy gunning, like... It's and, like, if it, if it pays repetitive. off well in, like, a good triple threat or a four-way Absolutely, or something, yeah. sign me up. If it, you know, if it like, falls apart, I'll but I'll take the heat on that. Like, right. If it if, all if falls... It, if it, all if it just ends up being up another... If it just ends up being another thing where Dolph gets on TV for four weeks, loses a match, and then is gone for another two months, then it's like, what the fuck, man? You know, like... What the fuck, man, man? Man, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Oh, there's a... Big to do here about Tiger Ali Singh's contract signing, which yeah, before he why made people eat stuff. Yeah, cool, great. Um, I do, I, I have no memory of this from the first time. Watching. I don't either. <laughs> I almost thought they slipped it in somehow. Yeah, change the edit. Then it's Mark Merrill versus Triple H. The, we've talked about this match. Yeah, just I can't believe. <laughs> I can't believe that we're doing makes this it again. even better because, like, we recently were like, we've reviewed a Triple H Mark Merrill match, right? Mm-hmm. And then we looked it up. It was this fucking episode, yeah. but we still put it on the fuck board. Yeah. This is here's the thing. I'm gonna have a bone to pick with our audience here because every single community I've been a part of, as far as entertainment goes. The community is what points out the mistakes yes. of the creator. Yes. And the fact that we we said we we're going to do Dude, the, first the first ever two-hour two hour Raw. Where were you guys? Where were you? Where were you to protect us at from Wow Podcast. Wowheads at gmail.com. Stay tuned to the end. We're going to read some emails. Most of you have me on Snapchat. Where the fuck were you yeah. guys to protect us from <laughs> ourselves? Man. God damn it. But anyway, my first note on this match is rolling clutch pin. Because I love it. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love it. Uh, I just wrote... I only have a few notes on this. It's weird to see Trips do stuff. Yeah. Because he does things in this that, like... He's one of those guys that, uh, much like an Orton, once he got his moveset figured out, he did not deviate from it. And if you're you're a truly skilled worker, you don't have to. Once you get your your arsenal, I guess, lined up. In a real combat sport... Correct. You would. You Why absolutely not? would. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, my right jab has knocked out 37 people, but I think I'm going to try a left hook today. <laughs> what? You know what I mean? No, no, I I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, it and I mean, the left say, hook is the falsy. Anyway. You can say that about you can say that about like all the greats. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Austin once he got his shit. This is his arsenal. He didn't go outside of that wheelhouse. Best you know press, what I mean? Look at Austin fire away, hit the ropes. All hell yeah. Yeah, a God. very painful spine buster like. Yeah. Fucking, um, yeah, this, um, yeah, Triple H does that weird ring out in the corner that he was fond of doing because Harley Race used to do it, and it's always terrifying, where yeah. he hits the buckle hard and just flips out over the top rope past the apron. Uh, the last time he did it was in 2018 at Crown Jewel. Yeah. Where he mercilessly t- just tore his back. ripped his peck off. Dude. Um, Mark Merrill was dope. 
more, I agree. The more that I watch of Mark Merrill, he was just dope. We like, need, he was never going to be on the top. Have we covered a show that dope. he was on where he did his shooting star press? I'm almost certain of it. Because his was... Yeah. Boy, that's a big fucking dude. Yeah. And he did a tuck. Too. Yeah. He did, like, the Brock Lesnar, but, like, successfully. but sp- And spun in the air with it. Like, yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. No, I agree. Um, The ref distraction was set up in a strange way, but I liked the finish. It was like the yeah. the buckle was... What I got from this when I watched this, mm-hmm. I don't remember what I thought of it the first time. I'll actually probably listen back to episode 44 now mm-hmm. that I, we've done this. Um, but uh, it was just kind of like... So at, earlier in the match, Triple H undid the top turnbuckle in one of the corners and like... At one point, Mark Marrow just, like, points at it, and the ref's like, oh, okay, and goes over to fix it, and then Triple H brings out the Nux and punches him, and then that was it. I'm yeah. Like, I wish that the ref distraction was a little, was set up in any other way than just, hey, hey look, look at, at that. that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Oh, shit, is that a badger? Um, yeah, no, I agree. Um. Let's see, there's another Thursday Raw Thursday ad at this point. There's a fucking ad for Western Union, but, yeah. which I... I we not we brought this up on the first episode. I, I'm positive. I, I get Because you saying we, there's an ad for Western Union, I guarantee you, you said it almost exactly the same way on that episode. Probably. <laughs> some, of the, some of the ads that stick through these edits yeah. on the Peacock and everything, it's wild to me. Um... Okay, so then we get to the main event of the main event. It's Farouk and Mankind against Taker and Ahmed. I remember this just being dumb fun. Like, it was just chaos. Yeah. You know, it wasn't... I I can't even read my most of my notes at this point. This is just sheer chicken scratches. Um, um, uh, no one back then in, the, in these days talked. No. At all. There are so many fucking low blows. Yeah. Mate. There's no communication going on throughout the show. Like, it's just not... We do yeah. it better. No, I I agree. And and like the the thing is, it's so weird to watch wrestling from back then and be like, I can't believe that this didn't happen. But I bet if you went back in time and you were like, why are you guys not doing this? They would be like, what? Why? Why would we? You know what I mean? Like if you went back in time, you're like, hey, has anyone talked about how many low blows are going to be on the show? They would have been like, who cares? If the crowd wants a but little blow, the give them one. But they're the ones that preach that's, less is more. No, I, I'm. That's what I'm saying. Is you that like cunts? it's fucked? Like, yeah. Um, now I'm gonna say this. This is my last note about this show, and then we're gonna read some mail and and whatnot. This is worse than the first two hour nitro. Okay. I did not love that first two hour nitro. I liked it better than this. Okay. And it's weird because, like... I, and you know what? I, I think I agree. I I think I said something... I know, I know I said it on here, but, like, if I could have found my notes from the first time that we watched this, I bet I liked it better that time than I did this time. Yeah. I'm, I'm genuinely going to listen back to episode 44 now. Yeah, I, actually, that's I, a good I, idea. I want to yeah. know, like, how I thought about it. Because on this rewatch, time. I did not care for this. Not at all. And I, I'm willing to bet that on the first time that we did it, maybe there was some weird curiosity or whatever factor for me, personally, yeah. that, that made me... I, I'm positive I didn't love this. I, there's no way that I fucking love this. 
WCW had the first ever or the better a better first episode mm. than Raw and a better first two hour episode than Raw. Yeah, despite night. Well, that first Nitro is. I don't think that the first Nitro was bad. That first Nitro had some pretty fun shit on it. Yeah, and um, well, the first Raw was insane and still somehow not eh. as good. Like, yeah, I, it, I don't know. Yeah, Rob Bartlett didn't help anything on that first Raw though. That fucking guy, Jesus God. Um, it's so weird to me that now this. By the way, Midnight Guthrie, if you're listening specifically, but yeah, to please. all of our people, this doesn't mean that there's a that that you've won. That we've said that WCW had the better first time. No. Better doesn't mean good at no, all. No, no, of course not. Especially In not fact, here. This one. So we said that that two hour Nitro was. Lukewarm at lukewarm. best. Yeah, this is cold. Like, I'm pretty sure my exact wording on that first two-hour Nitro was, nothing here offended me. Yeah. There was some shit on this. That fucking crush match offended me. Big time. Like, and 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 if that was the only thing that offended you, it's already worse than WCW. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, by default, I think I agree, um, which is insane, but... That's are. what that is. Uh, let's get into some mail here. Yeah, please. Let me. I know we've got some to... that's going to prompt some good discussion. Jesus. I had a good conversation earlier today with a dear friend of the show, Pocket Volcano, about something I want to bring up. All right, let's see. We got a couple. Um, you know what? We're going to start with one from Rita down the street. A subject line: Your name's Billy too. <laughs> she writes. Hey, what's up, guys? Okay, so the Patreon is almost worth it. I did enjoy the Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode very much. Besides the fingernail bits, yuck. The worst thing in life is fingernails getting snapped off. It's... I hate it. (laughs) I I still don't particularly like wrestling, but I will always listen to the eps, begrudgingly. Anyway, on to the good stuff. As you both know, I got a new tattoo... Mm. Fucking masterpiece. Yes, it is. But people at work are like, what does that even mean? Why don't you get something meaningful like your kids' names? Listen, I yell my kids' names at least 50 times a day because they are little assholes. Why the fuck would I pay money to get that shit tattooed on my body so I can look at it and be instantly fucking pissed off? No, I'm going to get a money sign with a worm wrapped around a bone because that makes me fucking smile. Anyway, love the show. Keep up the good work. Be sure to tune in to the review review on December 15th as I will be the guest that week. Thanks. Love always, Chaw. Disclaimer, I do actually love and care for my children, so no one, like, called DCFS on me or anything. Thanks. Um, before we go on to the next letter, I, I don't, uh, not sure if you're available, but let's find out on the air. Guys, the podcast crossover event of your lives. It is happening. You free? December 16th. No. I think. 21st. 21st. Well, yeah. I, can't, I couldn't remember what the, the date was. The 16th is already happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. Wait, no, it's not already happened. It's about it's to. Who can, God today. damn it. All right, it's yeah. the 21st. I was a week early, I think. Motherfucker. All right. Guys, the podcast crossover event of your lives is going to happen. That's right. Myself and Braden. We're going to take it over to the review review guys. you damn right. And I am stoked. And now knowing that you're coming with, more stoked. I thought you already knew that. Well, you had said that it was possible. You didn't know about your work schedule, or whatever. So I thought it was up. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that I'll be there. I will call in a bomb threat to Menards. Um, oh my 
God. Okay. Our next piece of mail comes to us from friend of the show, Peter MacArthur. Subject line, Scotty to hottie transphobic? Now, I only peek at these emails Mm -hmm. when I hand the phone to you to read them. So when I saw that as a subject line, I was like, oh my. Yeah. Because I'm confused. No, we're we're going to get into some shit. He writes, greetings, gentlemen, ladies, and non-binary friends. I'm here with another email regarding an issue I'd like to share with you. It's in regards to one master of the worm, Mr. Scotty Tuhati. Mr. Scotty was set to appear in the UK for Sovereign Pro Wrestling, weird name for a promotion, um, in Manchester in February against two other opponents, one being a trans professional wrestler by the name of Commander Stephanie Sterling. You okay? Yeah, I'm just cracking my jaw. Oh, okay. Scotty was advertised and had even shared the match graphic, etc. He would later cancel said booking due to apparently not wanting to do, quote, funny stuff. Forgetting he was part of a tag team known as Too Cool, famous for the dance sequence at the end of their matches. It would come out, however, later on, according to Stephanie Sterling, that Scotty might not be a fan of Stephanie's outspoken, straight-talking attitude and being a trans professional wrestler. Here's one of Stephanie Sterling's tweets regarding said issue. Quote, so I'm speaking purely for myself here. Hi, I'm Stephanie Sterling, a trans wrestler who is outspoken about their gender identity. Scotty Tuhati did not want to work with that. I'm sorry he took his ball and went home. Rest assured this girl has balls enough for both of us. End quote. Personally for me, it's absolutely disgusting that Scotty backed out of a booking that I'm sure he agreed to, but also knowing who Stephanie Sterling was, but that's my opinion. Anyway, as always, please give your thoughts on this issue. Appreciate the podcast and keep up the good work. Sincerely, Peter MacArthur. Uh, may I go first? Sure, please. Okay, here's your phone back. Um, so I know that before this, Scotty Tuhati had canceled uh, an intergender show and had put out a thing saying he's not comfortable doing intergender wrestling. Uh, okay. Has a daughter. Gave his own expl- explanations reasons for it. His His logic for canceling the intergender match, to me, I was like, fair, whatever. Yeah. Um, and most people were like, yeah, you, you don't have to commit to doing something that you're not comfortable with, right? Whatever. I was like, yeah, fine, whatever. If he doesn't want to fucking do intergender wrestling, who cares? There's somebody like me that will happily do it. Um, whatever. This, I I don't agree with, and I'm not with you, man. Like, honestly, if you want my take on it, someone's gender or sexuality shouldn't fucking matter all that should fucking matter is if they're any good at wrestling and if they are a draw and if uh stephanie is a good professional wrestler then just do the goddamned match yeah and if she draws money then just do the goddamn match be safe be cool be professional get paid and fucking go home absolutely like to me, the explanation, I don't want to do funny stuff. Like, to me, you're that's Scotty like, Too Hottie. That's all you're ever going to be. But strong style legend Scotty Too Hottie? Like, if that's the. Yeah, I'm with you. If that's like your logic, then get never, the fuck out of here. He has never been taken seriously as a wrestler. No. And, and By design. By, yeah, exactly. I'm not saying that is a bad thing to him. No. Like, that's just the thing, though. Like, and especially him in older age. Bro, 
you got even less of a shot of people taking you seriously. Yeah. Like, all all they want to see is that dumb fucking bulldog, the worm. Yeah. And a dance after the match. That's like who who he is in the ring with in regards to like their gender or anything else is irrelevant. Completely. No, I I I, I am a proponent of intergender wrestling. I think that when it is done correctly, it is great. Some of the best shit that I've done in my career has been intergender matches. You should judge people based upon their skill level. Yeah. And a myriad... Of, there, there, there's other things that you can judge a professional wrestler on. Their gender, their sexuality, all that shit. Isn't any of it. It's not. You're, you can be... You can be a, uh, a... A cis, straight, white male wrestler in America and be fucking awful. Yeah. Trust us. We know. Yes! <laughs> we, we, we see them constantly. Constantly. And you can be the most flamboyantly, like, guys, Matt Cage is one of my best friends. Yeah, yeah. He's an out, even now, after all this time off, he is still an outstanding professional wrestler. That's all that fucking matters. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like, if you can't work with someone like that, then I'm sorry, Scott, you're just, you're not a professional. Like, I I get it, man. Like, like Like, I get it. You're more successful than us. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that. But, like... I'll fucking work with Stephanie. Yeah. You know, like, fly me to the UK. I'll work for Sovereign Pro Wrestling, even though I think that name is weird. But it like, is, It is real weird. <laughs> it's real weird. I don't know. Any Anything or no? I don't have anything to add. Like, you said it better than I could have. Uh, That's why you're the promo guy. <laughs> yeah. That's why we end all of our TDC promos with you, because you're the <laughs> you're the best talker. Bat and clean up, motherfuckers. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did uh okay, so our dear friend Pocket Volcano uh sent me a good lengthy rant earlier that I want to talk about too because uh, in regards also to Peter MacArthur's mail because he he sent us one recently about how wrestling Twitter can suck sand. Big time. So uh Mia Yim evidently is friends with Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. Eh, who am I to judge? Post a picture of them like kind of hugging, embracing, whatever, right? So I saw this. Sure. Got so much hate from it that she has deactivated her Twitter and Instagram because people were accusing her of cheating on her husband, Keith Lee, based on this photo with Austin Theory. Fuck these people. What are we doing? Fuck all of these people. Like, I, I, I try very hard to only, like, dip in and out. On the social media thing because yeah. I, I've said it a million times. It's it's not healthy to be on it yeah. all the time. It's it's genuinely bad for people. But goddamn, like I, I I am astounded that that many people have so little to do in their lives that they're like, oh, you took a picture embracing another dude. You're an adulterous bitch. Like I don't know. One, that's not the case. Two, if it was. Why would she put that picture out there? (laughs) And three, even if that was the case, which again it ain't, why do you give a fuck, nameless person on the internet? Like, fuck, man. This is why parents need to beat their kids. Yes! (laughs) Like, I, like, I I know that this is a a played out 
fucking trope. The idea of like, oh, if you wouldn't say that to somebody in face-to-face, you shouldn't say it online. I agree. Yeah. I'm with that. I don't like the idea of just hiding behind shit online because it makes people's opinions... Like, you you can have an opinion, but that opinion can't be more worthwhile than fact. Yeah. So if you see this picture of me and Yemenos in theory... And for whatever bug-addled reason in your brain, you think there's something going on here. But factually, there is not. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Put your fucking phone down. Go outside. Feel sunlight. Breathe fresh air. I'm not even going to do touch grass. Touch grass is too easy. Anybody can touch grass. Climb a tree. Fuck. <laughs> like, eat a leaf. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's... it's That's People are fucking garbage. Yeah. And also, because Mia Yim is like, I, I met Mia uh, once uh, years ago. I was on a show with her. Super nice. Very, like, gave me good critiques on my match. Just cool as shit. Yeah. Is involved in no controversy with anyone. Leave people the fuck alone. Yeah, and plus, to expand on your point earlier of you don't say something online that you wouldn't say in real life. I wouldn't say that to Mia Yim's face. She would beat the fuck out of me. Absolutely. I would say it to Austin Theory's face. Sure. Anybody could take him. Fuck him. But like, and Mia Yim is married to Keith Lee. Keith Lee could make a sandwich out of both of us. Yes. And then eat it. And do a flip afterwards. (laughs) And do a flip afterwards. I love the idea of him just making a sandwich and then just... (laughs) (laughs) Like... Uh, I've only ever heard good things about Keith Lee, but like, if there was ever anyone in the world I wouldn't want to piss off, it's him. I I talked to him outside of... I say quote outside of a show because it was like... I can't remember why the fuck I was still there. Yeah. But like, it was... He was... It was an a- AAW show when they took over for Dreamwave. Yeah. And the ring was... And everything was torn down. Like, right. I genuinely do not know why I was still there. <laughs> But um, Keith Lee came out at some point like upstairs like with his bag and all yeah. that stuff. He was just a chill dude. Big as, like big as a fucking globe, though, right? Yeah. Monstrous big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, now that we've dogged on society, let's wrap this bad boy up. Um, at Wowhead Podcast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Wowheads at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, at Deschain underscore QD. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Hopper twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Um, review review. Yep. On podcast platforms as well as Dollar Menu Mid Carters. Is that just a Patreon thing or is that a? Uh, they sometimes do some stuff on Spotify. Okay. Sometimes, yeah. Um, but anyway, just shout Patreon. out to them. Um, uh, at Bitter Lunatic on Snapchat. Okay, yeah, I forget. I always yeah. forget about that one. Um, Rocket Pro Wrestling. Yes. Dreamwave. Yes. St. Louis Anarchy. Yes. Um, the Last Ever Journey show coming up. Yep. Last Ever um, Journey show coming up on December the 29th. Mm-hmm. Um, is that alive? Am I missing one? Um, I don't think so. I'll oh, um, actually, shout out uh, to uh, my friends down at Zero One USA. Okay. Yep. I will be back there. It hasn't been announced yet, but you know what? Spoiler. Fuck it. <laughs> I will be there in both January and February. All right. So, um, and a shout out to First because Connor wrestles there, and Eric Cannon is a friend of the show. So, absolutely, uh, hell yeah. So, um, with that, all I have. By the way, 
Mm-hmm. We will be doing a review of Avatar The Way of the Water, Avatar 2, Always Be Avataring, for the Patreon. Absolutely. So tune into that, uh, which is patreon.com slash Podcast, patreon.com slash podcast. <laughs> um, and with that, the only thing I have left to say is Hardcore Holly. What are-